it's time. We are not called to be nice. Sandy Rios, welcome Sandy, thanks for being here. We are often called to be confrontational. And here with me in DC is Fox News contributor Sandy Rios. You and you still like me or you, or you don't like me, James? Are you okay? You all right? <laughs> I'm a musician, I can't help it. Uh, longtime Fox News contributor Sandy Rios, thanks very much for being with us. We have, I think it's four to one youth in America wants gay marriage. Our kids are the product of public schools. No wonder they poll the way they do. It's time to stand up or we're going to lose everything we have. Director of Governmental Affairs for the American Family Association. Step up, speak up, say something, do something. This isn't a game. This is real life. Sandy Rios is with the American Family Association. A pro-life radio talk show host. Some things are worth fighting for. You bet they are. Fred Jackson sitting in again for Sandy this morning. Sandy will be back in the chair in the next few days, but always a delight to be with you. First thing in the morning, uh, you you may want to know the, the new theme of the Democratic Party is deflect, deflect, deflect. Uh, they're desperately trying to do so as the economic news, including more economic news coming out this morning, all points to an absolute catastrophe for the Democrats at the polls uh, in coming in November. You know, they're, they're, they're trying to convince, and we'll get into this a little bit deeper in a few minutes, trying to convince that our economic woes are all the fault of Vladimir Putin. They're all the fault of uh, kind of shortage of supplies. And what they're trying to convince the American people, Joe Biden has been saying it the last 48 hours over and over and over again. It's not my fault. Uh, in fact, yesterday in a speech, uh, he was saying it's really the previous administration. It's all their fault. They are not taking responsibility for what's going on. In fact, their game plan, if you can believe this, their game plan is to try to make abortion rights the major theme of the party for this fall. They're trying to move you away. That, of course, nobody, they don't want to talk about the crisis at our southern border, and they certainly don't want to talk about what's going on, and you know what's going on as you go to the grocery store, you go to the gas pump. By the way, gas is up another cent uh, today, so I think it's uh, the average price is at 441 or something like that, and, and, uh, and uh, diesel oil is 555, 556 something like that this morning. So they, they're trying to move you away from that, and they're trying to say abortion. You know, focus on abortion. Focus on abortion rights. But it's not working. Now, there is a bill, the Women's Health Protection Act, that was introduced by Democratic Congresswoman Judy Hsu of California. Now, the House passed it because majority of the House members right now are Democrat. But they attempted to pass that bill in the House last, or in the Senate last night, and it did not work. It did not work. In fact, what the Nancy Pelosi Democrats did from the House, they sent a bunch of cheerleaders over to the Senate chamber. And uh, this is what it kind of sounded like that as these House Democrats, AOC, and some of the other squad members, yeah, they sent the cheerleading team over to the Senate to cheer their Senate Democrats on. Cut through. <laughs> Yeah, I can't hear you. Apparently, uh, all the Republicans in the Senate didn't hear them. 
nor did Democrat Senator Joe Manchin, because when it finally came to a vote last night, it failed on a vote of 51 uh, to 49. But that wasn't stopping Vice President Kamala Harris, who came out after the vote, and she said, we just need to elect more pro-abortion candidates. That's what this country needs right now. So I want to play you a little bit of that. Plus, you'll hear from Joe Manchin, Democrat senator from West Virginia. Boy, somebody needs to give him a star because he is basically helping to save this country from the Democrats. He voted with the Republicans last night. So you're going to hear Kamala Harris, Vice President Harris, and then Joe Manchin on why he voted with the Republicans. Cut four. This vote clearly suggests that the Senate is not where the majority of Americans are on this issue. It also makes clear that a priority for all who care about this issue, a priority should be to elect pro-choice leaders at the local, the state, and the federal level. The bill we have today to vote on, the Women's Health Protection Act, and I respect people who support, but don't make no mistake, it is not Roe v. Wade codification. It's an expansion. It wipes 500, 500 state laws off the books. It expands abortion. And with that, that's not where we are today. We should not be dividing this country further than we're already divided. Yeah, and uh, Senator Joe Manchin is exactly right. Uh, of course, the mainstream media didn't tell you what Joe Manchin just told you. It basically uh, wipes any power that the states have over abortion off the books. Furthermore, it would codify into federal law that a woman could ask and demand an abortion right up to and including nine months, full pregnancy, and there's nothing the states could do about it. So there you have it. Joe Manchin said that's it's too far. It would codify Roe v. Wade across the country. States would not have any rights, any say. By the way, also, Christian nurses, Christian doctors would be forced, they would be forced to take part, participate in abortions, or they would lose their job. Now, that's how radical, how radically left, that's where the Democrats think. And you heard Vice President Kamala Harris. She wants pro-abortion candidates at every level across the country. That's not going to happen. The American people don't want that. The American people, the vast majority, they may favor, such as in the Mississippi law, that's going to be, we're going to get the decision out of the Supreme Court soon. They, they want some restrictions in place to stop what's been going on and the push by the Democratic Party. But Democrats and their supporters are continuing uh, their protests. The justices, by the way, the Supreme Court justices are getting out of their houses today. They're coming back to the Supreme Court for their first meeting uh, since these threats were started by the pro-aborts when the leak came out of what uh, Alito had written with regards to a draft decision, we don't know whether it's the final decision of the court yet, that basically would strike down Roe v. Wade. You can imagine they're going to have to have a lot of security around the Supreme Court because we know that the Attorney General of the United States has basically been ignoring the protests outside the homes of these justices, conservative justices, that are on the court. Uh Yesterday, there was, a, there was an interesting uh, exchange. Uh, 
part of the protesters, they call themselves, the, or they're dressed in the garb of the handmaidens. The, and the handmaidens tale is, is what they're drawing reference to. That's a book written by a Canadian author, Margaret Atwood, that was turned into a movie. And not to go into too much details, but it's about a man who wasn't happy with his wife, and so he hires a bunch of women to have children by. And uh, they dress these women in these red robes and, and some kind of bonnet. And, of course, they have referred to Amy Coney Barrett. as Remember when her, uh, during her Senate hearing, they referred to her as the Handmaiden's Tale representative. Well, there was an interesting thing that happened yesterday. Fox News sent out a producer to talk to one of these handmaiden protesters who was outside the house. I think it was Amy Coney Barrett's house there in Virginia. I want you to listen to what this handmaiden protester said about Amy Coney Barrett, who, by the way, has, uh, has given birth to five children herself. But listen to what this handmaiden protester says. And then she had to be corrected by the Fox News producer. Cut number two. It's also possible that the fact that she is an adopted mother is influencing her inability to see what it's like to carry a pregnancy to term. Well, she's had five kids by herself. By herself. Not everybody wants to have five kids or four kids or one kid. Yeah, this protester said Amy Coney Barrett's an adoptive parent. In other words, she's adopted her children. Well, of course, that's just factually not correct, but maybe she thought that she was talking to a CNN reporter who would just faithfully go and report that lie. But thankfully, we had this Fox producer said, oh, by the way, no, she is a mom, the birth mom of five children. But this is how radically left these, these Democrats and their supporters are. And do you think the American people are really buying into this and somehow the Democrats think this is a winning issue for them? And, of course, the other thing that we're, we're seeing is the ignoring of the Attorney General, the Justice Department of this country. They're ignoring the law that these protesters are breaking. And again, I've read this before a couple of times this week, but I want to read it again. There is a U.S. code, a federal U.S. code, 1507. That states that any individual who pickets or parades with the intent of interfering with, obstruct or, with obstructing or impeding the administration of justice or with the intent of influencing any judge, juror, witness, or court officer near a U.S. court or near a building or residence occupied or used by such judge, juror, witness, or court officer will be fined or imprisoned not more than one year or both. The Department of Justice under Attorney General, the Attorney General of the United States is doing nothing. Jason uh, Miaris, who is the Attorney General of Virginia, he just has taken these people to task over not doing anything. They're breaking a federal law and the Attorney General of the United States is doing nothing about it. Cut one. Governor Youngkin uh, and Governor Hogan of Maryland both sent a joint letter to the uh, Attorney General uh, Mar uh, Marlin to basically say, do your job. 
uh, Garrick Marlin's not doing his job. You, you essentially have a section of the federal code right now, section 1507, that says you cannot be standing outside the home of a judge or a or a witness or a juror to try to intimidate uh, an outcome of a, of a case. And that's exactly what's doing happening here. But so far, uh, federal agents haven't done anything to stop what we're seeing right now, which is, I think, a pretty open intimidation uh, of these judges. And then you have, on top of that, a second person is not doing their job, which is a local Commonwealth's attorney, the local prosecutor, who's one of these far-left social justice warriors, Descano. Well, he's openly said he doesn't prosecute a whole category of misdemeanors. And we have a, a section of Virginia law right now, 18.2-419, uh, that says you can't be picketing outside someone's private residence. Uh, that law obviously is not being enforced as well. So one of the things we're asking people to do is, hey, do your job. Virginia State Police is on the scene. Uh, they're going to be a visible presence. They have been already, and they will be going forward. So there you have it. it I, I mean, it's clear as can be, clear as can be that these people are breaking the law, but the Attorney General Merrick Garland uh, is doing nothing. Aren't you thankful that he was stopped from becoming a uh, United States Supreme Court justice? Remember that? And the Republicans were attacked for not considering him. Barack Obama nominated him to the Supreme Court. Uh, but, you know, uh, the Republicans said no. Merrick Garland is doing political bidding these days. He is certainly not doing what the law tells him to do. Now, we don't have time before the break, but it has been learned, juxtapose his Garland's attitude towards these protesters outside the houses of justices. Uh, there is a story this morning, perhaps we'll get to it uh, right after the break, that a whistleblower with inside the Department of Justice has apparently come forward to confirm what most of us knew and that was the Department of Justice under the Attorney General Garland worked with the school board association to target parents who were showing up at school board meetings to simply complain about the material that their kids were being taught. And oh, by the way, a particular school board in Virginia that was allowing a transsexual male to use the washrooms of females we know what happened there. There was an assault there. The school board simply moved that individual over to another school where another assault occurred. So we'll try to get to that right after the break. We're also going to be talking to our own Rob Chambers, who's in charge of AFA action about the primaries that are underway right now and the influence of former President Donald Trump. All that and more coming up after the break. The following are real-life stories from Trinity Debt Management. My story begins with debt, a lot of debt. I used my credit cards as a source of income. It was not a good situation. I couldn't pay my bills. The interest on the cards was really high. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. I initially was scared to call, and immediately I felt relieved. They contacted all of our creditors, and they put us on a plan for success. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into 
to one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. I've been able to pay off close to $15,000. We're doing a lot better. Please pick up the phone and see how affordable and easy it is to pay off your debt. It's a godsend. We're debt-free for keeps. Call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. That's 1-800-788-1813. You ever make a change and then think, why didn't I do this years ago? Well, that's how people feel about switching to MediShare for their health care, especially now with inflation the way it is. People are very happy with the savings. Most families save about $500 a month when they switch. It's a huge help when prices are going up so fast in so many other areas. And MediShare's customer satisfaction rate is double that of health insurance. It's just a different experience, and people really like that. MediShare is an alternative to health insurance. It's a community of Christians who share each other's health care bills, and it's been going strong for over 25 years. It really is the gold standard, the most trusted name in health care sharing. Find out why people love it. Find out why they rave about the customer service, and find out how good it feels to save some money right now. They're super easy to talk to. Here's the number. 833-44-BIBLE. That's 833-44-BIBLE. 833-44-BIBLE. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes. Stand by for news and commentary next. Are you looking for a university that provides a quality Christian education with excellent academic and athletic programs? Well, I want to invite you to visit Liberty University, where they offer multiple visiting opportunities to fit your schedule. Plan a visit to their Central Virginia campus and stay for an afternoon, a day, or an entire weekend. You can also take a virtual tour from the comfort of your own home. Plan your visit today by texting "Go Visit" to the number 49596. Again, that's "Go Visit" to the number 49596. Police officers in Haven, Kansas were ordered to remove In God We Trust decals from their patrol cars. The officers were also told to remove Bible verses that had been posted on their Facebook page. The mayor says an unnamed citizen complained, leading to their decision. In March, the police chief posted a message encouraging citizens to help families who had lost their homes during a devastating fire in Reno County. Pray for our residents and pray for our first responders who continue to sift through this terrible disaster. That's what the chief wrote. And then he quoted Psalm 46, God is our refuge and strength a very present help in trouble. Any lawmaker who has a problem with the chief's comments has no business holding public office. But since town leaders removed the words, in God we trust from the patrol cars, it seems only right the government should step in and remove all the currency emblazoned with in God we trust in the town's bank account. I'm Todd Stearns. Sandy Rios in the morning on American Family Radio. And welcome back to this Thursday edition of Sandy Rios in the Morning. Fred Jackson sitting in for Sandy today. We're talking just before the break about priority problems of our Justice Department not willing to enforce the law, allowing these people to protest outside the homes of justices. But as I was saying, there is a story out there this morning, a DOJ, Department of Justice whistleblower, confirming the story of several months ago that the Attorney General of the United States, Merrick Garland, was working in cahoots, basically, with the school boards who were upset because they didn't want parents coming to school board meetings to protest over the curriculum that was being indoctrinating their kids, all right? You know the story. The kids were 
forced to stay at home during the pandemic and parents started to find out that all kinds of things like critical race theory, other things, woke things were being taught to their kids. Parents show up and express concern about this and the school board. And now what we what we were told is that, you know, the school board was concerned. But what we have found out is that the school, the school board association actually had meetings with the attorney general's department and then the attorney general issues this letter of concern. They're going to sick FBI agents on parents. Well, Laura, Lara Trump was on Fox and Friends this morning talking about this. Cut number seven. You look at this situation and it's pretty clear that just days after the school board um, raised a flag to the FBI, they started looking into and investigating parents. One mom uh, that apparently was part of a right-leaning moms group, mm-hmm. another guy that looked like an insurrectionist, whatever that means, um, instead of actually using resources to do things that are going to protect American citizens. Where was this same urgency, Ainsley, in the summer of 2020 when billions of dollars of damage were caused by rioters? Were they looking into those people? No. Where is this same urgency right now when our Supreme Court justices are being illegally harassed. Yeah, and it's become very clear that the Obama Justice Department was weaponized to go after political enemies. And now we have Joe Biden in the White House. The same kind of thing is happening. You want to know why the federal law against these protesters outside of justices' uh, homes, why, why the federal Department of Justice is not doing anything? Because they're political. They're political. They believe in Roe v. Wade, the Justice Department. So they're not doing anything to these protesters outside these homes. I think it is uh, Justice Samuel Alito has had to be moved to an undisclosed location. This is happening in the United States, folks. And our Department of Justice in Washington, D.C. is doing nothing about it. Joining me in studio right now is our own Executive Vice President of AFA Action, Rob Chambers. We're going to be talking about the primaries in a moment. But, Rob, it is just to remove ourselves for a moment from the uh, important issue of abortion, but for Democrats to think that they can push aside the economic crisis in our country and make people make their voting decisions on abortion rights— that doesn't make sense politically, but it does think, I, I believe, points to the, the moral decline of the Democratic Party, and I'm being kind there. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, it's, as you said a while ago, it's a political issue, but you know, the, as you said there well, uh, also is that it's, it's a moral issue. Uh, yeah, these people are, uh, are delusional in their uh, thinking. Yeah, they are, they're morally depraved in their thinking. And as a result of that, you know, we see these uh, comments, radical comments uh, politically. And so we have a, a spiritual problem, and it, which is why Christians all across America ought to be praying uh, for the uh, salvation of the lost. Uh, you know, the, the real enemy are, are not these politicians that are advocating for these positions, not that we wouldn't want them replaced in office, but they're not the enemy. And we ought to be praying for them and not get distracted in the um, in the rhetoric, um, but we do need to talk about it 
and we do need to uh, we do need to replace them. And that's my my thought. That's what I'm working for is to to replace uh, these uh, deeply flawed uh, candidates that would be uh, strong advocates uh, for abortion. Any advocate for abortion, for that matter. All right. Well, that's why we have you in this morning. The primaries are underway. The Republican primaries uh, have been held in several states and some big ones coming up in the next uh, 10 to 14 days. We're talking about Pennsylvania. We're talking about Georgia, et cetera, et cetera. But some have already been held. A lot of people have been looking, conservatives, uh, as to the influence of former President Donald Trump in these primaries. And so far, uh, there has been... um, the results would indicate some significant influence. Uh, Trump's candidate in Ohio, uh, J.D. Vance, winning mm-hmm. last week. Right. And uh, I think is Pennsylvania, I think, coming up next week. Yes. Yep. And he has endorsed Dr. Oz yes. in that one. So there, are, so there is some conflict in within the family of the Republican Party over <laughs> what, you know, Donald Trump's influence and some of the people that he is recommending. Uh, well, you, you look, for example, uh, you mentioned uh, the endorsement of uh, J.D. Vance. You mentioned uh, Dr. Oz. Also, the most recent, uh, this past Tuesday's primary, one in Nebraska and one in West Virginia. Uh, in West Virginia, for example, President Trump endorsed uh, Alex uh, Mooney. Uh, he was the choice there, and, and he, he did prevail in that election 54%. Uh, Alex uh, Mooney, Alexander Mooney, is a member of the House Freedom Caucus, Great pick, you know, for the president to uh, to endorse there. It is kind of interesting that that um, that uh, Manchin endorsed the other uh, candidate that that came in second, David David McKinley. <clears throat> so so you know Trump got that one right. Uh, not only did he get it right, that one won. Well, you look in uh, you look in uh, Nebraska, for example. So you had the governor's race there, and so he endorsed. Uh, uh, Herbster was the, the candidate there that he endorsed, and and that candidate did not prevail. Uh, actually, came in second. So uh, that person, there is no primary runoff there. So the person that won was uh, Pillen, which was the uh, was which was backed by the uh, term limited outgoing governor there in Nebraska. And so uh, he was not able to uh, pull uh, Herbster across the line. What what Trump met in Nebraska was the uh, was the establishment machine. Uh, he really got outmaneuvered. Uh, a lot of people talk about all this, <laughs> this 4D chess stuff. Well, it didn't work. 4D chess didn't work in <laughs> Nebraska in the governor's race. So uh, maybe he needs to go back to the chessboard. But uh, anyway, so that's what's what's happening in Nebraska and uh, West Virginia. And one thing that's interesting, you do go back and look at these these endorsements that that President Trump has made over the over the years in two, in 2018, for example, he uh, made 96 endorsements. Uh, 56 of those uh, won in the election, which gave him a 58 percent uh, uh, return there on his endorsements. And you look in 2020, he had 183 endorsements and a 77 percent return on his endorsements. And so, <clears throat> so that's a pretty you know he's he's increasing. There's a a trend in in the uh, success of his endorsement, so it's it's obviously way too early to tell uh, what it's going to hold in 2022. But um, you know, look, you know, President Trump is not a dyed in the wool um, conservative. You know, people have to tell him what conservative is, and then you hope that he will implement those policies. And he did mm-hmm. a lot of that in the in the, in his administration. But you know, you look at, at Pennsylvania coming up. For example, he's endorsed uh, a moderate 
I would say at, at best moderate candidate uh, Oz. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, our, our our own our voter guide evaluates him as moderate, and uh, he's made some really uh, I think destructive comments about in, that I think are in support of transgenderism. So that would that's why you're classifying classifying him as a moderate, right? That's one of those reasons. Yes. Okay. Yeah. What other reasons would there be? Well, he's. Uh, it looks like he's in support of critical race theory to some to to some extent. He's made some comments uh, after the George Floyd uh, incident that uh, he made some comments that there are things such as structural racism. He says that uh, also post George Floyd, he said that there is systemic racism. Mm. You know, those are uh, CRT buzzwords there. Yeah. And uh, he says we don't have a racial race problem. He says that we have a systemic race problem. And so uh, that sounds awful lot like uh, Patrice Cullors uh, with BLM and, and, the, and the CRT. Sounds mantra. like a Democrat. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's, so it's, it's problematic. So, you know, uh, again, if this is 4D chess, then, you know, he needs to go back and to the chessboard and get a primer on that. You know, it's you tried to understand, get in the head of, of Donald Trump, which can be scary at, at times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, he when he was in office, yes, he accomplished great things for conservatives and for conservative Christians. Pro-life, yes. Pro-life, uh, you know, the justices he put on the Supreme Court. Yes, yep. which which will likely result in the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Very true. So some good things. There was a decision out of the Ninth Circuit in California yesterday, a two to one decision, a panel of them upholding gun rights. Yeah. And the two justices who wrote that decision were both his his handpicks mm-hmm. for that court. Uh, so you look at the really good things that he has done, but it does make you scratch your head when he favors somebody like Dr. Oz. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that, as as our voter guide has said, is is a moderate. So sometimes I I I think he kind of weighs in on electability in a particular state. Mm-hmm. What he thinks is electability in a particular state. Yeah, I think his metric is is uh, pragmatism when it comes to elections, and he tries to you know throw his weight there where he thinks he's he's going to win because he doesn't want to lose. You know, right. It's not about what's what's the best candidate. It's about pragmatism, for example. You know, if he did a good job of take uh, of uh, electing can- or nominating or excuse me, uh, endorsing candidates as he does taking care of his hotel, you know, <laughs> wow, you know, I tell you what, you know that that uh, Trump International Hotel in Washington D.C. I mean, there's not a speck of dust on those uh, baseboards. You know? Yeah, he does you know, a great it's, job. It's immaculate. On that. So if he took that great uh, introspection of of these candidates as he does his own hotel, yeah. you know, man, he'd be knocking it out of the park. Yeah. Any predictions, uh, Georgia, because that's one that everybody's watching. Uh, you got Herschel Walker, who's been endorsed by by Donald Trump in that se- that Senate race there against the Democrat incumbent Warnock. Mm-hmm. Uh, any predictions on that front? Well, I, I think that uh, that that Georgia is still a red state. Mm. I really do, and uh, and I, I I would believe that that uh, Herschel Walker is going to prevail in that election, uh, maybe by the skin of his teeth. But I think he'll prevail in that election. I don't know when it comes to the governor's election with uh, Kemp and, and uh, Purdue. Uh, it's not looking really good for uh, Purdue, uh, especially as the polls are showing. So uh, I believe, I think I'm right that, that Trump is supporting Purdue. Mm-hmm. And so there's another, um, it's going to be an interesting outcome there as well. 
Yeah. Okay. You mentioned our voter guide. Uh, talk to us a little bit about that and how people can invest yeah. themselves in that. Yeah. I tell you what, this is a fascinating uh, resource that uh, AFA Action has provided to to uh, listeners, uh, people who would go to afaaction.net or, well, a better way is just go to uh, ivoterguide.com. Go to ivoterguide.com. And if, you're, uh, if your state has a primary election coming up, then go to that uh, website, ivoterguide.com, and then you can uh, enter your address. It's really easy. Uh, we've, we've made it where people can just start punching in the numbers of their address, and it automatically pops up, you know. Wow. And so you can find out, really, you can find out what your customized ballot looks like, at least at the federal and, in most cases, statewide and uh, in state-level races. And so you can find out where the candidates stand on these issues, like, for example, you know, in, in uh, Pennsylvania coming up. Uh, Kathy Barnett, we have her rated as as conservative. We have uh, Dr. Oz is moderate, and you can go there and see why. You can read you can read Kathy Barnett for uh, Pennsylvania Senate. You can read her comments on on life. You know she is an abolitionist abolitionist when it comes to abortion. Uh, you can see her comments about uh, economy, religious liberty, health care, national security, immigration, and other values, elections, and voting race relations, energy environment, all these things, yeah. you know, that you can go and see where these candidates, if they've completed the survey, you can see how, uh, what they say about those things. But what, what the iVoter Guide does is not only look at what they say, we look, we compare what they say with what they actually do. You know, Good. shocker, you know, that a, can, <laughs> a political candidate would tell us something and do something different. Yeah. So, uh, again, where can people get this? They can go to iVoterGuide.com. iVoterGuide.com. Listen, folks, take advantage of this. Uh, there's, you know, in this modern age of, of, of communication and a document like this, uh, there's no excuse for not being aware Absolutely. of where the candidates stand on this. And our iVoterGuide is doing a great job. Rob Chambers, thank you so much your team, and I know you'll continue to work on this yes. uh, over the next several months as we get closer to Absolutely. Election Day. And, uh, boy, what an important election, too. All yes, elections in this all, country are they important. They all are, yeah, uh, but this increasingly one, so. And uh, I, I, we've now had almost two years of the Biden administration, so we know where the Democrats are yeah. with this. Yeah, death culture, right. Death culture, all right? So and as opposed to where these conservative candidates stand. So. Absolutely. All right. Rob, thanks so much. All right. like to hear from you. 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840 is the number to call. Uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, the decision that people have, at least the alternatives, are growing more clear by the day. And we'll give you a little bit more evidence of that when we come back. All right. 888-589-8840. It's your turn here on Sandy Rios in the morning. We're back after the break.
Washington Watch advances a culture where human life is valued and religious liberty thrives. Hello, this is Tony Perkins, host of Washington Watch, right here on the American Family Radio Network, inviting you to join us each weekend for the weekend edition of Washington Watch for the latest from our nation's capital on what is happening as it pertains to faith, family, and freedom. You'll hear from policymakers, congressional leaders, and others each day, 4 p.m. Central Time. Be there. You know that the greatest thing about Satan is his deception. Have you ever noticed that when you get involved with him in sin, it always looks good at the front end and ends up bad at the back end? His promises are always greater than he delivers. Join Dr. David Jeremiah for his message, The Dragon, on the next Turning Point Weekend Edition. Listen to Turning Point, Sunday mornings at 7 o'clock Central on American Family Radio. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. Two women at the Edna Mahan Women's Correctional Facility in Clinton, New Jersey, were reportedly impregnated by a male inmate who was admitted into the women's prison after identifying himself as a woman. Since 2019, the women's prison has been admitting male inmates who claim to be women, and it now houses 27 men under the banner of transgenderism. Women inmates have complained that they feel threatened and have been harassed by the male prisoners. And by the way, the male prisoners identifying themselves as women are not required to undergo sex reassignment surgery prior to being admitted into the women's prison. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association. The communist government has spoken. There's no room for Christianity within the walls of China. Hey, it's Michael Woolworth with Bible League International, and the man named Katsu is an evangelical pastor, a little more than 50. He serves outside of Beijing. I won't identify his village. But I would guess he has been beaten in jail 25 times over the course of his ministry. Most recently, they beat him so severely he could not get up for a week. They let him go and told him to never speak of Jesus again. About a week later, a knock came on his door. He was somewhat reluctant to open it, but he found Hayo the bitter atheist interrogator who beat him terribly had one question that burned in his heart all week long. Why were you at such peace when we were beating you? So Katsu would open his door, open his Mandarin Bible, and lead this bitter atheist to faith in Christ together. They've witnessed thousands coming to Christ who all need Bibles in China. At $5 a Bible, would you call 800-YES-WORD? 800-YES-WORD. 800-YES-WORD or give at sendbiblesnow.org. That's sendbiblesnow.org work. This is Frank Afney with the Secure Freedom Minute. Like a boa constrictor crushing the last vestiges of life from its prey, the Chinese Communist Party has intensified this week its merciless snuffing of freedom in Hong Kong. On Sunday, its hand-picked thug named John Lee won an uncontested race with 99% of the votes cast by 1,500 hand-picked CCP supporters. Almost immediately, a new roundup of prominent freedom fighters began, with the arrest of Cardinal Joseph Zinn and several others suspected of violating Beijing's odious national security law. They could face life imprisonment when, not if, the rigged judicial system finds them guilty as charged. Such mistreatment of Hong Kong's former archbishop validates his courageous criticism of both Communist China's totalitarian regime and the Pope it reportedly paid handsomely to sell out Catholics in China. Let's pray for these and all Xi Jinping's other victims, current and prospective, which includes us. This is Frank Gaffney. 
forget to connect with Sandy Rios in the morning on Getter or email Sandy at Sandy at AFR.net. That's Sandy at AFR.net. Sandy Rios in the morning on American Family Radio. And welcome back to the Sandy Show. As I like to call it, it is Sandy's program. She'll be back in the chair again tomorrow morning. Uh, and uh, But before we go to the phones, folks, I got to give you another Biden moment before we go to the phones. Yesterday, now he's, he's out there trying to deflect attention from his failure to keep our economy strong. So yesterday, he goes to talk to a bunch of farmers and he blames the supply chain problems. You know, it's, it's Vladimir Putin's fault. So go ahead, have a listen. Uh, cut number five. Right now, America's fighting on two fronts. At home, it's inflation and rising prices. Abroad, it's helping Ukrainians defend their democracy. American farmers understand Putin's war has, has, has cut off critical sources of food. Once again, you know, uh, inflation, not my fault. He says, not my fault. And, and the other reason things are going so bad is Vladimir Putin. Remember what he said at the conference, news conference earlier this week? He, he was asked by a reporter, do you take any responsibility for this? And what was his response? He says, no, my policies, I think they're actually helping. Right. Your war on fossil fuels is really helping us now. Hmm. Well, I'm not the only one that uh, kind of has that opinion. Ed Renzi, who's the former chief executive officer of McDonald's, was on Fox and Friends this morning. He gives his report card on Biden. Cut number six. Uh, Talking about Putin and agriculture is ridiculous because Ukraine is a big breadbasket for the world, no question about it. But their late fall plantings were done and in the ground. The war started. They won't be harvesting anything until the spring plantings come. So the shortages we have in the United States have nothing to do with Ukraine in that war. Uh, you talk about his executive orders when he first became president, when he shut down the oil and gas industry exploration uh, because of the new Green Deal. People don't have any understanding generally of how important oil and gas production is to farming. You know, diesel fuel, red diesel fuel, doesn't have any federal highway tax that's associated with it, but it's almost up $2 a gallon. You know, the impact on farmers uh, is debilitating. Uh, Additionally, you look at how much uh, of our food production is now owned by uh, foreign entities. One of our largest hog producers in the United States and processors is owned by the Chinese. Uh, this is all in Biden's lap, and he can't pass it off to anyone else. Yeah, but he'll try. He'll try. But you know what? We've got several months before the election, and the American people are getting educated more and more by the day. And the, the latest polling is showing that the American people just aren't buying this idea that it's all Vladimir Putin's fault and that inflation that we're all seeing through our gas pump prices, what we're seeing through our grocery store bills, that that's somebody else's fault as well. The American people just aren't buying it. All right, let's go to our first call. We say good morning to Steve, I believe. Yes, good morning. Go ahead, Steve. One word. One word, electability. Uh Uh-huh. You have to stress that. Second place is first loser. (laughs) Electability is the only thing that counts. Yeah, that's exactly right. 
And uh, but you know you you got to have at least an element of truth in there of what's going on. And the truth of the matter is, the American people are hurting right now. And if if your response to the way the American people are hurting right now is by the president of the United States, it's not my fault, when everybody knows it is. Everybody knows he he's declared war on fossil fuels. That's not a Donald Trump thing. He can't blame anybody else. And also, we know that as a candidate. Joe Biden invited a surge, invited, those were his words, if I'm elected, I'm going to invite a surge on our southern border. And we have hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people who have just walked into our country illegally, and he is doing nothing to stop that. We know there are terrorists among them. We know there are drug dealers among them. And this administration sits back sits back and does nothing about that. And they're hoping, they're just hoping the American people just ignore that. And of course, they have the uh, the help of the mainstream media, but thankfully, there are other media now, and I include American Family Radio in that, that are telling the truth of what's going on in this country right now. All right, we go to Jerry in Texas. Good morning, Jerry. Morning, Brother Fred. Uh, I just want to say, you know, I don't think too many of Tenderios's or AFR's listeners are really surprised by the FBI. I think they've lost a lot of their credibility just over the past five years. Uh, you know, and I, I don't think anybody's really surprised by what's going on. Uh, you know, it's, but it is more and more difficult for me, a father of four children, to explain biblical justice and even civil justice when they can see through what's going on in society that there's not much justice going on but that we have to affirm our faith and that we have to stay strong and understand that everybody answers to God at some point. Yes. Uh, also, you know, I, I want to say that real quick, I appreciate you guys posting all that you post on Gab. That's the only site I'm on. Um, and some would say that Gab is a far right leaning, but I would say that the, the person that owns that is a, claims the blood of Christ. Uh, you get a lot of information on it, but I appreciate that you guys post on Gab, and you're getting your message out. Continue to do that. I love the ministry that y'all do. Um, and I would say that for those that don't understand the oil business, they need to go to your brother from another mother, the other Jackson. <laughs> Bishop a, Jackson, yes. Yes, sir. He had a man on his program probably two weeks or so ago that explained in depth the whole process of big oil and how the government still regulates and as, as well as increase the funds that they have to pay to do that. So, yes. I mean, if people don't understand why, he mm-hmm. had a person on that explained it so an elementary person like me can understand it. Yeah. But, brother, we pray for y'all. Keep doing what you're doing. Love all of the shows, and be blessed, brother. Have a good day. All right, Jerry. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. Appreciate that encouragement. Yeah, in the oil industry, uh, you know, the uh, well, we've talked about this. We talked about it a little bit yesterday that the Biden administration has actually cut back on the amount of land in the leases, and then they have demanded the oil companies pay 50% more to the federal government, royalties are called, in order to drill there. So that's that's something the mainstream media hasn't been talking to you about. So uh, there's lots of stuff that happens, this administration, that the mainstream media will not tell you. But the oil industry is hurting because of policies from this administration. All right, let's stay in Texas, and we say good morning to J.C. Go ahead. Hey, Mr. Dex. Thank you, sir. Uh, Mm -hmm. Good morning. Um, Hey, 
why is China able to buy land out here? What are we to do about that? Also, I think I read somewhere this morning that Joe Biden actually, I'm glad you brought it up about the oil, uh, you know, him shutting up the Keystone Pipeline. I think this morning I read somewhere that he had canceled all the leases that we have here in, you know, North America. And I think I read Canada, you know, here in the United States, somewhere in Mexico. But I'm pretty sure I read that too. Pretty concerning, man. If, if people don't work up and realize it's self-sabotage, man, you need to you, you need to do so. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm not speaking to you directly, sir. I'm speaking yeah. to everybody who's listening. You need to make it uh, a point a point to tell someone what's going on, man. You really need to wake people up. That's what really needs to happen. And I think a lot of it is happening. Thank yeah, you for taking my call, sir. I think people are waking up to it. Yeah, uh, uh, unfortunately, there have been policies both down through the years. And we're talking both Democrat and Republican administrations. So I'm talking going back to the uh, Bush years uh, and others that uh, China was allowed to come in and do a lot of different things. Uh, Purchase uh, land, as as the caller was talking about, Uh, purchasing a lot of the assets uh, that this country, we we just don't know about it because it's not talked about all that much. And yes, uh, the Biden administration, there is a story out there in the last 24 hours of cancel, actually canceling more leases. Listen, Joe Biden is beholden to the far, far left of his party, to the squad and others, to, to Bernie Sanders. And uh, he is putting the, uh, his global warming policies ahead of the welfare of the American people. Be very clear about that, folks. All right, uh, Nelson. Uh, Nelson, good morning. Go ahead, sir. Yes, Nelson, are you with us? Yes, sir. Good morning, sir. Yes, go ahead. I wanted to tell everyone that I am born in Puerto Rico, raised here in the States, and yes, I am ultra MAGA. <laughs> I believe that it is important for people to understand, and I'll say it in English and I'll say it in Spanish, that the people are coming here from Cuba and Venezuela, they detest Joe Biden. Yo he hablado con bastante personas que son de Cuba y Venezuela y ellos no quieren el socialismo. People come from Venezuela and Cuba and they detest socialism. That's what they tell me. Mm. But I want to let everyone know that as a person born in Puerto Rico and raised here in the States who speaks Spanish, I am ultra, ultra MAGA. <laughs> well, you know, Nelson, I, I just appreciate your comments so much. Uh, the reality is there's a reason why people want to come to this country. And it's not to turn it into a socialist country because they have been fleeing socialist Marxist countries like Venezuela. Uh, they're trying to get away from that. Now, it, that's not meaning that we support entering this country illegally but we certainly can relate to the, uh, to the motivations for why they want to come here. It is to escape that kind of government control, government tyranny. And they certainly, and it, some, you know, we can learn from some of these folks coming from countries like, like Venezuela. Uh, we can learn that the, the policies that the Biden administration is trying to put in place are exactly that. They're socialism. They're socialism. Simply as that. You know, the Democratic Party... They didn't want Bernie Sanders out in front back in the 2020 election because he's a self-confessed Marxist. He loves communism. He loves Cuba. You know, he loves the Castro family and what they've done in Cuba. 
So they didn't want him out in front, the Democratic Party. So they they tried to sell Joe Biden as a moderate to make him more acceptable. And I tell you what, it's just not the case. Joe Biden has bought totally into socialism. And you just have to look at what he has done over the last two years in office. The people now know. The people now understand. And that's why, as we've been talking about, we have educated voters now, perhaps unlike in 2020, but we now have educated voters. And the question is, what will the American people do with that? Uh, Julie, go ahead. Good morning, Julie. Yes. Hi. You had a gentleman that touched briefly on it a couple calls back about China purchasing uh, land here in the United States. Yes. uh, Also, food processing plants. And... Uh, you said it had to do with uh, both sides of policies, but is it constitutional? And isn't there there's going to be a fallout or consequences of of them controlling our food? Uh, I don't. That's concerning to me. Yeah, and it and it should be. But here's what's happened through the years: is that China comes waving a whole pile of money. You know, it's really interesting if you kind of follow the dollars that more and more America became dependent on cheap labor in China that then produced cheap products that we turned around and bought. And then China used that money that American consumers gave them to turn around and then buy up more American assets. You see how that works? So they used American dollars, uh, through our purchases of Chinese-made products made with slave labor, they took the money that we spent on those products, and now they're, they've been investing, making investments in American assets ever since. So you've got to be careful. At the very least, you've got to watch. You've got to watch what's on the labels, folks. The, China's up to no good. They're doing this in countries all over the world. They purchase influence. They go into countries, whether it's on the African continent, South America, North America. They see assets. They wave around a whole pile of money. But their real goal is more and more control over the economy of the world. All right. Been great to be with you this morning. And uh, as I say, Sandy will be back in the wheelhouse again tomorrow. And stay tuned to more great programming here at American Family Radio. You folks are a blessing to us each day. We hope that we are a blessing to you as well. And as I say, make sure you're a blessing to someone else today. Bye for now. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.